What's up, everybody? Alex here, host of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. My co-host, Sean, is not joining me today, but that's all right because we got an awesome episode coming at you right now. Before we get it started, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's been supporting us. Big shout out to our newest sponsor, AJG Fight. You can check out AJG Fight on Instagram if you're looking to get your new gi or your competition gi heat press with whether it's your logo or your academy logo or anything else you could possibly think of you want it heat pressed on your gi ajg fight is the company you need to go and hit up amazing customer service small startup company that will take care of you from start to finish just check out their instagram you'll see all the amazing geese that they worked on and i've seen it in person myself these geese last this heat press last there's a lot of companies out there that say that they can give you quality stuff but i promise you because it's coming from us and if it's not good we wouldn't support it and we wouldn't have them part of the the podcast so thank you ajg fight for being a part of the show we're looking forward to checking out our newest skis that are coming with our logo, Sean and I are both getting stuff set up, so it'll be amazing. We'll give you guys a look at it. Also, please check out our sponsors, Chocaloha. Head over to Chocaloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio, and you'll get 10% off any of the merchandise, whether it's new or uh, it's been there for, for a couple of weeks. Anything that's in the store, you will get 10% off, including if it's already on sale. So you get an even more bonus. How about that? Also, check out Jujitsu Soap Co., Go to jujitsusoapco.com, use the promo code JJRadio, and you'll get, I think, 15% off, 10% off. It don't matter. We're getting you hooked up. They're going to hook you up. You're going to get the discount with some of the best soaps out there. Forget about just in jujitsu, just out there. I stopped even buying soap at the grocery store. Like, it's not even worth it, man. It's not even worth it. Nothing beats out jujitsu soap co. They also have bath bombs. For those of you that are small enough to fit in a bathtub, I can't. I'm too. I'm too sexy and tall to fit into a bathtub and Sean's too wide to fit in a bathtub. But if you can, you can go get some over at jujitsusoapco.com. Use the promo code JJ radio and you'll get hooked up. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at jujitsu radio. You can follow the YouTube channel. If you, uh, if you haven't hit subscribe yet and you really kind of want to stick with the crew, you want to be a part of our crew, hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notified anytime we drop a new episode, which is every week. Every week we're bringing you out new content. Also, don't forget to check us out on Twitch. We just did an awesome stream the other day where we raised $400 for charity. Big thank you uh, to my friend Goddess on Twitch who brought me into this charity stream. And a big thank you to our sponsors, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Sobco and Chocaloha, who gave away five prize um, prizes to people who donated to the charity. So a big thank you for everyone that was involved. Don't forget to check us out on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash katajitsu. You'll see me. We're playing games like uh, Sea of Thieves play some uh, Mario hacks, all sorts of crazy stuff. We always got something new going on there. So please check it out. Come and join us. And don't forget to join the Discord. All the links down at the bottom. Let's get this party started. So look, the person that's coming on to this podcast is someone that I've actually looked up to for quite some time now. Um, he doesn't know. He doesn't know how much of an inspiration he's been to me and to see him in the news lately uh, on everything that's going on involving the Hans Molenkamp situation um, with uh, Dominic Cruz. We're going to go into it, but I really wanted to dig into 
um, his life and who he is. So you get a better understanding of where he's coming from in regards to this situation that's getting a lot of publicity right now. Like I said, besides that, though, he's been a big inspiration for me in my photography and literally what I do with my business. Um, and, you know, seeing all the stuff that he's gone through um, with trials and tribulations and, you know, struggles that he's had to deal with. It's an inspiration for me. I think it's going to be an inspiration for all of you to sit there and hear his story. So without any further ado, Courtney Hendo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. I'm your host, Alex. Sean isn't here right now. He's running a little bit behind, but I didn't want to hold this man up. The guy that we finally have on this podcast, I've been a big fan of for a very long time. I was just telling him earlier how he's actually inspired my career in photography and my business. So without further ado, a man who's been a, a lot on the news lately as for low-key on the news a lot lately more like he should have been on a lot more earlier but whatever it takes to get you here i'm all for it courtney hendo what's up courtney my man how you doing brother it's a pleasure uh i have a uh, pleasure being on your show thanks for having me man no man listen thank you for for coming on here i know we've gone back and forth a little bit uh, on instagram just kind of talking and stuff back and forth and you know your situation that's going on right now is there's there's quite a few of us that know the the real in and outs, but there's only a few people that are willing to talk about it. So I was super stoked to, to actually get you on and talk about what's going on. But before we get into all that, before we get into mm -hmm. all that mess, I think it would be a disservice to the listeners and really better to show the kind of person that you are and who you are. If we kind of went over a little bit about your history, um, Obviously, you're a photographer, you're a businessman now owning your own yeah. studio, but kind of give us your background, just yeah. kind of how everything started for you in photography, where you come from, how you grew up and everything. Well, um, I always loved photography. Um, I used to work in the medical industry, trauma tech at UCSD Hillcrest um, here in San Diego. So, you know, it was a job, man. It was a job. And I was looking for something that I can do, you know, uh, follow my, you know, do something I was passionate about and photography was it. Um, like I was saying earlier, I, I um, got really inspired by some low, uh, combat sports photographers, James Law and Ryan Loco, Eric Williams, you know, looking at my Instagram, seeing them like killing it, you know, traveling the world, making all this money and, and meeting celebrities and, and doing all these amazing things, you know, so they inspired me to, to pick up the camera and pursue my, you know, combat sports photography career. So what I did was I went to my local gym here at Alliance MMA. And at the time, bro, Alliance MMA was like, it was stacked. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was in there, and it was even like the the local talent was here, but we had people this this you know rotating through. So we had like I said, all the the superstars in there, the the you know uh, Jeremy Stevens and you know Dominic Cruz's, you name it, like everybody that was in that gym. So it was like I was practicing, you know, learning photography, combat sports photography on the best in the world. Yeah. So it was like, bro, I'm trying to tell you if I can speak on like some of the stuff I've seen in that gym, bro, it's some of the best fights and sparring that yeah. you will ever see on MMA right now, ever. Yeah. That's you know the what exact I mean? same thing I always tell people too, because like I was telling you before, I trained at the Black Zillions gym at Jocko while Loco was their photographer. So I was 
you know, kind of copying loco style. And little by little, I got to work with more of the fighters. Man, I have photos and footage just filming of fights that people would pay yeah. millions for right now. That we're like, oh, this, yes. this is a Tuesday night. This is me Friday. <laughs> this is insane. I don't even want to pay pay-per-view. Fuck all that. Yeah. Hey, these fights are whack on UFC right now. Like, man, you got to come to the local gyms and see the real, like, behind the scenes, uh, you know, these people sparring. So, like, I was just in love with the, with the sport, man. And um, I used to be in that gym, like, every five, like, five, six days a week. So I was obsessed with photography, you know. And um, I wasn't looking to make money on it. I was just trying to – of course, I was – my goal was to be like Ryan Loco and the James Laws, the Eric Williams, these elite photographers. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, like I said, I'm trying to learn the camera. Then, yeah. um, you know, after I'll start shooting their sponsors and got connected with the sponsors. And that's how I met, you know, Hans with Monster Energy because, you know, a lot of those, lot of those fighters are sponsored by Monster Energy. Yeah. So what was your first like actual big break? That first like gig where someone like either they hit you up or you got forwarded to someone and say, hey, we need someone to take these photos. We're willing to pay you. And you're like, oh, shit. Do they know? Like, do they know that I'm just starting out kind of thing or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was Dominic Cruz. So um, I got um, it's well, pretty solid uh, first gig there. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, bro. And it was so crazy because at the time, Dominic Cruz, he won't really lack on latch on to you unless he really knows you, you know. And that was like when he was like, you know, Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz, you know. So, and it took me a long time to even build that rapport to get to know him. So I was like coming around, shooting him, trying to you know talk to him and stuff. And um, at the time, he was still injured, but um. My first big publication was with Fighters Only Magazine. The, I, did, I think I did the cover. I think I did the cover with Dominic Cruz with them. Mm. And um, after that, bro, it just went crazy, man. It was just, I did like seven more. I actually did 12 covers. Oh. covers? Well, I was featured 12 times in the Fighters Only. Back yeah. to back, bro. Yeah. Back to back. Then it was. Then I started shooting their, their campaigns, like Hayabusa and stuff like that. So I started making money off of that, that cover with yeah. of Dominic Cruz for sure. Man, that should have come yeah. fucking intern for you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was crazy, like how you said, I was learning how to do the camera, so I wasn't like, you know, I didn't know how, I didn't know what I was doing, bro. So I was like, yeah. messing it up, but my uh, my retouching game was pretty strong. So, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. You know, you can you know, hide some of those blemishes and retouching, you know? Yeah, see, like, yeah, it black and it's funny because, like, <laughs> when I was telling you before, it's, it's kind of how my thing started, where it was just like, Loco was there. Loco was the photographer, but I came in there and started just paying attention to what he did, trying to copy his style, see what's going on. And then next thing I know, I keep on popping up. And then like the pinnacle for me was I ended up on fighters only magazine and it was, yeah. uh, I did the shoot with Vulcan Ozdemir that was in there. Okay. And then, then the other one was with Kamaru. They had one with Kamaru, which Loco had the cover but then I had the photos on the inside. I was like, listen, I'm in the same magazine printed as Ryan Logo. I'm done. Check the gate. We're I made good. it. I said, like, it's all downhill. I made it, here. right? I'm good to go, man. So. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say shout out to James Law, Ryan Loco, Eric Williams, all those people for inspiring these, you know, like, you know, up and coming photographers. Because I'm telling you, it changed my life. When I started, when I picked up that camera, man, it changed my life permanently. So. A lot of respect to them. And, and those are they're really good guys, man. Like, yeah. really, really amazing people behind that camera, man. Like, they, they, they're giving those games. Because there's no school it's no school for this. You yeah. know, so they're giving that knowledge and those games to a lot of these up-and-coming photographers. I know a lot of photographers that are coming up. And James Law, Eric Williams, and Ryan Loco and them, they're, like, mentoring these people, man. And I just want to say I love them, man. And they're amazing people, for sure.
Yeah, for sure. Sorry about that. No, no, man. Listen, they deserve it. I, I give out uh, props to Loco all the time. Actually, I got, I got a couple of his uh, photos and stuff on my wall here. Let me see. Let me snag one this one real quick. This, this is how big of a fanboy I am for okay, Ryan Loco, even though he doesn't answer my text messages anymore. <laughs> but here, he's hold a superstar on. now, bro. <laughs> We got this. This is, is limited. Schilling? This is limited edition print right here. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. I knew it was a Joe Schilling one. I remember that one. So that no, this was like I remember the, that. the little photo book and stuff that he did. So there's a bunch of other stuff in there. But I mean, listen, I I, I gotta support my hey. boy. And then James James makes enough money. He doesn't need any more of my money. He makes enough money. He doesn't oh. need me buying any of uh -huh. his stuff. Bro, I'm trying to get a loan from James Law. That's the, probably the richest photographer I know. All right, you know. <laughs> Seriously. But hey, but that that's a, that's a dope photo, man. See, I was inspired by photos like that when coming up and trying to be a photographer. You know, like this raw, uncut, like Joe Schilling smoking a cigarette. Yeah, and that's our, that's if you know Joe Schilling, that's really Joe Schilling. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was a major capture. And that was like uh, that was either in between or right after like one of the fights. He had like two fights in one night. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep, it's yep. crazy, and, man. So all right, and so he's you. You get your break with like Dominic Cruz to really start off, and then obviously things escalated for you, and then we get into into the story that we really been wanting to go over. You get picked up by Monster and Hans Molenkamp. Yes. So go oh, from there. Yeah. So what okay. Yeah. So what happened is, um, like I said, I was in the gym. I was in there five, six days a week trying to perfect my craft. You know, trying to be like these up and come, these elite photographers. Then um, Hans used to come there all the time because. He, he lives uh, only 30 minutes away from uh, Alliance MMA, 30, 40 minutes away. And like I said, some of the best uh, fighters in the world was in there training. So uh, he'll come in there, you know, do his antics that he's doing now on like, you know, these videos and stuff like that. And I got to meet him. And he was like, oh man, I love your, I love your work, you know? So he's like, uh, I, like I wanna bring you on the squad, on the Monster Squad. So I was like, okay, cool. I mean, quit my job, bro. Make a long story short, quit my job. Then I started uh, sign on with Monster as a subcontractor. I wasn't an actual employee, subcontractor for Monster uh, for Combat Sports. And he was giving me assignments. Then I start traveling the world, bro, everywhere, uh, um, shooting these elite fighters. So my, my job was to uh, to shoot their fights and I also shoot promotion materials for these fighters. So I had to go to their, their camps and shoot uh, behind the scenes, um, you know, studio style like work. So Monster can take in and advertise it, take the photos and advertise with it. Um, I had to go to the actual fights and shoot their fights for social media content for Monster as well. So whatever, wherever Hans went, that's where I was. And we traveled in the world. We traveled like around the world, and you know, uh, almost gone. I was almost almost every week. I was gone, yeah. and um, it was beautiful, man. It was crazy, bro. In the beginning, bro, it was a dream job for sure. Dream job. Yeah, you know, no, that's that's one of the things. Like we talk about it all the time on the podcast, and it's one of those things where it's like. I've been fortunate enough to travel the world following bands, taking photos, and then working with like guys like Flex and all these other people taking photos and things like that. But man, like people don't realize how much work it really is. It's like, it's a blast. Ooh. It's a lot of fucking fun. Don't get me wrong. You have some amazing, <laughs> like you get to sit down and have dinner with some like people that, you know, bands would kill for a chance for a handshake here and like sitting there hearing like stupid stories from, but man, yeah. You're the one that's going to be up at four o'clock in the morning because the the photos got to be edited and out the door. Yes, it's like you you're 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 running and gunning, running gunning, shooting, retouching, I'm editing, running, yeah. running and gunning, shooting and editing. You know what I mean? So it's like a, a 
it's a grind, it's a hustle. Yeah. And like are you saying, it seems fun, it what it is fun, you know what I mean? But it's it's t- it's taxing on your body. And not to mention you carrying like two one DXs, which mm. is like seven pounds a piece, which are like you know, 24 to 70, 7200, them things are seven pounds a piece. So you're worn out all day, bro. Yeah, you know, so I mean not it's, to it's mention- a hard job, it's not it's not a piece of cream. No, it depends on depending on who you're traveling with. You're also running with the gear on your back because you're probably going to miss a flight because someone was late. Right. Yeah, we yeah. have we know those people. There's not we're not dropping names, but we know yeah. those people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for sure. You know, connecting so. everything that's going on. So now, like you're you're working with Monster. You were there for for three years, four years, About right? three or four years. I can't remember. I want to say I want to say through like three and a half years or whatever it was. Yeah. Right. That was what Monster. Yeah, yeah. So then, again, when you're in those kinds of positions, especially when it's like your big, big like opportunity, you kind of have to deal with a lot of shit. Like you mm-hmm. have to kind of bite your lip and be like, well, you know what? I just got to let it slide. I can't. You got to keep my mouth shut and a lot of stuff. Um, what started happening from your point of view that kind of drove you all the way to the point that you decided to leave Monster? Well, like I was saying, man. Um, incredibly blessed to even be a part of the organization uh, and i want to say that monster energy the people that works in that corporate office are really good people you know um and it's this has nothing to do with monster it's just that one individual hans Mullerkamp. Yeah. that you know it, so i don't want to have to reflect you know what i'm talking about so what happened was is um i'll, I'll give you the rundown so as a what we'll do i will i was on the road almost every day with hans so my so wherever hans went i went so I give a rundown. So we'll leave on a Wednesday, you know, go to our destination. We'll get there Wednesday night. Then Thursday, we'll kick it with the fighters, do everything, do a politicking, Hans, do all his little antics, whatever you want to do on social media, with the, the videos. Then, you know, Friday, I have to shoot the weigh-ins, you know, wherever, wherever it's UFC or Bellator. Mm. So shoot the weigh-ins. Then like I'm saying, I'm hustling. I'm shooting the weigh-ins, retouching the photos, sending them off to Munster. And then Saturday, I'm shooting, you know, the fight. You know, edit the retouch the photos, send it off to Monster. Then we leave on Sunday, you know, and then I get back home. Then, you know, when I get home on Sunday night, I kick up my family. Monday and Tuesday, I'm doing little side jobs for Huns or something like that, going up to Oceanside, which is 30, 40 minutes away from me, um, shooting uh, social media content, shooting stuff for Triumph United, which is one of his side uh, businesses and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm working almost every day. But what really kind of drove me over the edge was it was a combination of things. Number one, he started to, it was, I was shooting the fighters. Then all of a sudden it went from me shooting the fighters to he wanted to shoot the fighters. Then it went from, okay, you know, taking my photos that I shot, I shot of the fighters and, and he got credit of it. No. Then it went, oh, bro, it went crazy. No. Oh, yes. Yes, bro. Yes. Then it went from, you know, we, we'd be in the studio setting shooting promotional materials. I'm setting up all the lighting and everything, and he'll put the camera on the tripod, and he's just shooting. He gets the credit, bro. Yeah. And you Meanwhile, know, you literally did 99% of the creative work to set up. All you literally have to do there is just go click, but he gets the credit. Bro, put the camera on the tripod. Click, click, click. Oh, huh, these photos are dope, bro. Ooh, yeah. man, these photos are dope. Bro, I, I did everything. I did everything. Yeah. You know, so like literally to the point where you're setting up the composition, you're setting up everything that just layers the photo perfect, where it's like people don't get the the amount of work. It's literally 90% set up and then what 
45 minutes, an hour, depending what you're shooting, of photo, like actual photography. And then the rest is, okay, thanks. You know, maybe yes. changing outfits or something like that, done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's now he's like, now I'm like, now he's Hans is the photographer and I'm just doing all the back work, you know, sending, like I said, sending up. Then um, it was like, then it went from that. I'm, this is progressing. Then it went from, he's talking to me crazy in front of people, you know, uh, in front of athletes, high corporate, you know, uh, uh, executives at, at Bellator, UFC. Yeah. It's talking down to me in front of people. And of course, like, I'm, if you know who I am, like, bro, I'm very, uh, like, I don't, I don't take disrespect very well. But give me, give me an example. Cause I, I know, cause I've experienced, I know exactly what you're talking about, but for everybody else who obviously hasn't been in, in those scenarios, like, like we've talked about, yeah. Like give them an example. Like, can you give like an actual example that obviously is yeah. not going to get you in trouble of like something that was said oh. there? You're like, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. 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 I mean, I give you an example right now, but, um, um, I remember one time I was in Chicago. I remember this vaguely, bro. Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, I was in Chicago and we, I didn't have to shoot that night because I think one of the fighters, you know, got yeah, dropped out or something, something happened. So I didn't have to shoot. So I was front K front, front, um, uh, front, you know, front cage in front yeah. of the cage with Hans. So, you know, you, if you've been to a fight, you know, there's a cage and there's you know, the crowd and you got the people inside the cage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was with Hans inside the cage, sitting right next to him. Yeah. And uh, the fights are going on. And me being with Hans, people, I started developing relationships with people and stuff like that. And I remember the fighters would start coming to me and talk to me before they talk to him. So they'll come up to him and be like, hey, what's up? Hey, no, I mean, they'll come up to me and be like, hey, what's up, Courtney? How you doing, bro? Hey, woo, 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 woo. you know, everything. Yeah. And he got so livid. He got so livid. He he, he kind of snuck, because I'm sitting right next to him, Kesa. He he pulled me to the side. Don't fucking disrespect me like that in front of these people. What? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Over yes, what? Like, don't don't <laughs> disrespect me. Like, don't take attention away from me. Exactly. Exactly. And bro, I swear to God, if I'm lying, I'm dying. That night, I, I went, I kind of got up and I left, and bro, I started crying, bro. I swear to God. Yeah. Because I I, I didn't I couldn't say anything. I yeah. let this, I'm letting this guy talk to me like I'm treating me like I'm a kid. Yeah. And I can't do anything about it because you know, he he has control of my paycheck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. bro, I'm telling you, I'll give you one more story. This bro, this is the type of shit I had to deal with, bro. I'm sorry, excuse my language. No, no, no. You I can remember curse all you want. I we, I we love that shit. Listen, I've been working on my cursing, but I love a good cursing. Like you curse out all you want, dude. This is like years bro. of like shit that like needs oh, to be told. Pent up. Yeah. Pent up. I gotta control my emotions, man. But yeah. I deal with so <laughs> you know what I mean? I gotta control my emotions. But the thing is that I give you another story that you know. I'm gonna try to trying to give you some story so you can understand what I had to deal with. Yeah, we went to it was it was uh, me, Hans, Rampage, and a couple other people. We went to Miami. We went for uh, the the NASCAR Rampage. Mm. Uh, we that's only that because Rampage was the the pacer car, the pace yeah, car, and yeah. in, in NASCAR. So we had, I had to go there and document Rampage. Hans was there and everything, and we went to uh, the Salt Bay. Have you, if you go look yeah, on his yeah. Instagram. You see all those photos of him with the Salt Bay and all them? Yeah, I took yeah. the photos. I took those photos, right? So check it. So I'm doing a video. We went to dinner, you know, with this guy, Salt Bay, and, and, and uh, Gokan Saki. He was there as well. Yeah. And um, we had dinner with Salt Bay and everything like that. And I, I get a I get a video of them, you know, him doing this little thing with the salt, yeah. with the meat and everything. And I posted I posted this video, right? 
Bro, this video went nuts within an hour. It had like four hundred thousand views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within a, within an hour, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It went nuts, right? No, I remember because that was like when Saki was coming down here, and I think he was gonna go start training with Henry Hooft. Exactly. Down a hard knock, so I know exactly what around the time you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. So, Hans, I guess I forgot the po- uh, I forgot to tag Hans in this post, bro. <laughs> Bro, he went nuts. I'm talking about the, he went nuts. What the fuck, man? You didn't attack me. I'm the reason why you're here. I'm the reason why all this, why you're you're in this position. And you're not going to tag me? Bro, he didn't talk to me for the whole trip. I thought I was fired by from Munster. Fired, bro. Yeah, the whole yeah. trip. So I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, dude, forget it, man. I erased, so I erased the whole damn, uh, the whole the whole video off my off my Instagram. I was yeah, like, dude, yeah. I don't care about the video. It's a video. But wait, was it on your Instagram or was it on my Instagram? Oh, my no, Instagram. Fuck him. It's your Instagram. Fuck him, <laughs> bro. So he was upset because I didn't tag him. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. So he didn't get the you know the clout. You know, the, the clout. Yeah, bro, upset. So I'm stressed. I'm I'm stressed because it's like I gotta because this guy. I'm gonna my job is done. He didn't yeah. talk to me the whole trip. He didn't want to talk to me. Went back to the hotel room. <laughs> separated me. <laughs> You, you're grounded. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't even want to yes, look bro. at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you don't. But you don't understand. Like, you gotta, you gotta kiss his ass to keep him happy. Yeah. And if you don't kiss his ass, then you might not have a job the next day. Yeah. Oh you no, for I mean? sure. I know those people. I've, I've worked for those people. I know exactly what you're talking about. So the thing is, though, it's a lot of tension. It's always you're always walking on eggshells. You're always like yeah. uncomfortable, and you're always scared because. Yeah. My livelihood is on the on the line right now, yeah. and you don't know. And he's like up and down with his motions and his swing, mood swings. So you don't know if you're getting a, a really cool Hans one day, or you you know he can be super crazy, you know crazy guy the next day. Yeah. So it's always uncomfortable, man. And bro, I swear, look at me now. I'm going bald. I swear to you, I it's went a super bald. toxic like relationship. Like, oh, don't hit me. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when like someone raises their hand, like, oh shit, like, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've been bro. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So that's for three years. I had to deal with that. And this is the top of, you know, these stories I'm telling you, man, this is like daily, you know, like yeah. weekly stories. And it's like, those are the type of stories I had to deal with all the time. So what happened was um, I got tired of it, man. Like, girl, I, it was in the, I was going to pay really good. I was in a really good position. Everything was amazing. I'm traveling the world with the camera, but dealing with Hans, bro, it is taxing. Yeah. It's very taxing. And after three and a half years of dealing with him and the abuse and this talking down to me and disrespecting me, what what uh what kind of drove me over the edge was is that um I was at my nephew's game. Uh, it was on a Saturday. I remember. Mm. Um, I was at my nephew's game. Hans called me. Hey man, um, yeah, I need you to go to LA with me. Um, I'll be here in an hour, like that. I was like, uh. Like, dude, usually I just have to drop everything I have to do and drop out my, my whole life and just go do it. That's yeah. what I usually do. But this time I was like, man, fuck this, dude. Nah, I can't, man. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying no to my master today. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm standing my foot. I don't care what happened. You know, like real yeah. bold with my chest out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's like, no, it's no. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro. Like, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So um, I called him back. I was like, dude, I can't come. I'm not, I can't come. And I swear to God, this is what he told me. He says, when I tell you to do something, you do it. And I was like, you know what? I said, Hans, you know what, man? I can't do it no more, bro. I said, you know what? 
you gotta find somebody you can talk to like that. Yeah, because so, it ain't me. It ain't me no more. Not anymore. Yeah. And I say, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna, I'm done. Like some, I swear, my heart, man. Yeah. My heart was like, Courtney, you don't this shit, man. It's this is it. Why are you letting you, you spend enough it? time proving yourself? Like you didn't need to kiss anybody's ass anymore. Like yeah. you, you made your name in the game. Like there, there's you got to be respected at some point too. Well, it's not even that, bro. It's like you know this dealing with this stress every day, bro. Like yeah. every day, in and out, in and out, running, being controlled, being manip manipulated. You know, not doing what you love to do. Everything is you know disrespecting all the time. You know, like yeah. you feel less than the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now I feel like a kid, like a puppy all the time. And yeah. I'm a grown man. And, and like I said, if you know who I am, I don't like disrespect. So every day I'm, I gotta go live with myself every night. You know what I mean? I gotta sleep, when I when I go lay on the bed, I gotta live with myself. Like I'm letting this guy disrespect me every freaking day for three years. But and I mean, yeah, it. it's like you're cutting a man down. Like how, how are you supposed to turn around, look at your wife or like significant other or whatever, like after you let some other dude cut you down, like, that, that, it's yeah no that's super disrespectful so like what do he say to you when you said like i'm done i'm i quit he just hung up he just hung up and that's the last time i talked to him and like um, ever ever like there was never any conversation again after that never come no conversation after that um and i just and i quit and then um then you know like a week later but you know i had that had that conversation with my wife too i was like what are we gonna do because this is my source of income we had a house we had a, you know we, I was getting paid good for Munster, you know, so we had nice cars, living good, lavish life, man. And um, which isn't I, easy to do in, in California, San Diego, yeah. you know, yeah. so, especially San Diego. <laughs> and I had to, had to talk to my wife. I was like, baby, like we've been on the bottom before, you know, we know how to operate on the bottom. We just got to, you know, you know, start all over again. We just got to do it. And she and she understood, man, because she she lived that life with me coming home. I'm complaining to her every day. Yeah. And it's taxing on her, man. It's taxing on my whole family, my friends. I'm, I'm spewing that, that, that complaining to my friends every day. They're tired of hearing this shit too, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it was taxing. So she understood. It's like, whatever you got to do, I'll support you. So that's what it was, man. And then like a week later, you know, of course I go back into, you know, I'm getting phone calls from people and they're like, well, uh, bro, I'm just, I don't want to spend, the, I don't want to tell them names yet, but yeah, people are calling me and saying, uh, well, man, you know, uh, um, you know, I can't, you know, Hans told me, hey, you know, if, I, if, if, if I do work with you, I work with you again. Or if you come to this gym, for this particular gym again, then uh, we maybe lose our sponsorship. So, man, I mean, I get it, bro. They weren't trying to be disrespectful, but yeah. they got bills to pay too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's how I was, man. And I was blackballed. I couldn't work in MMA anymore. Yeah. You know? Every time I hit somebody up, nobody really, like, you know, respond back to me. It was, it was evident. You know, so yeah. it was evident. So I pretty much was starved out of that industry. I couldn't work anymore in that industry. So that you spent technically really what, like how many years were you working with like Dominic and stuff before you got the, the call from Hans to work I with them? I was working with um, maybe two years before that. So you effectively spent five, six years grinding, getting your name, getting your work out there to the point where most people don't realize 90% chance that within that time frame, if you saw a photo online of MMA of a, any fighter, it was probably either a Ryan Loco, James Law, or Courtney Hendo photo. 90, 95% chance. Like for sure. 
like without a without a, a doubt in my mind it's the those are the only names that come out when it when it's when you're talking about top of the top mma photographers so you were grinding and then you finally i mean listen i again from my experience on my angle of things that that point where you have to step up and sit there and say like fuck this like it's not worth it it's not worth it anymore that's a that's a hard pill to swallow because yes. that's your dreams that you literally effectively have to say tell your ego we're, we're gonna have to take a step back everything we just spent the x amount of years working on now we got to let go there's no other option yes and plus like i said you're getting you're getting paid really well so yeah i mean and that, and i would i would say that he paid me well you know i got paid better I, i'm telling you the numbers i got paid i shouldn't be making that type of money in photography yeah. Yeah. i guarantee you i was probably the most highest paid photographer in 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 uh comeback i sport. believe it i man. guarantee you that. I mean, I mean clearly, like bro, a, you kind of you kind of deserve it. Like you got top quality work, so it's kind of like it's tough for a photographer. Listen, for a photographer, it's hard to make five hundred bucks a gig, let alone be making top dollar, getting to travel the world and doing stuff. Bro, so, I was caking, yeah, caking, bro. Six figures easy. I'm, oh, wow. I, I ain't gonna, I'm not throwing yeah, the numbers out, there, but I'll tell you this: six figures on my easy, bro. Six uh, figures. So you have. I guess this epiphany where like you finally just like you're honest to yourself and you make the decision you decided to to start hendo studios yes so hendo studios and i and tell you i tell you this before i kind of knew that road was coming to an end so i was trying to find other ways because i was stuck and i was like damn dude i gotta get out of the situation i gotta find something that you know uh, another business or something else to to supplement supplement my income because I knew that that road was coming to an end one day. Yeah. But I was I was thinking maybe like a year from the time I quit Monster that I was gonna quit Monster. I was just gonna quit Monster, you know. Um, and that came it came a year early, so I was planning on starting a studio anyways. So um, when I quit, of course I didn't have any more income. I have zero income. But I was lucky because we travel every almost every day weekly that I didn't spend anything. And when you work for Monster, everything is paid for. So your, yeah. your flight, your food, everything, your hotel, everything. So I didn't really spend money. So a lot yeah. of that money was, you know, saved in my, 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 my bank account, you know. Um, so I had a little bit of income to, to start the studio. And that's what I did. I started the studio. Um, but like I said, my bills kept coming with no income. I can't, couldn't, my resume is built on MMA photography. Yeah. Couldn't get any jobs, try to do, you know, I can't rebuild my resume to pay my bills and pay my mortgage, you know? Yeah. So I had to do like small jobs, little easy jobs on the side, but it wasn't enough. So I was like, baby, okay, I got a certain amount of money in my bank account. We got to do something. I got to kind of build some income. Studio, boom, all right, let me open up a studio, find a location. Spent too much money. Spent a little bit more money than I expected to get this thing up. And it now, okay, what do we have to do? Cut my expenses. Yeah. And so what I mean by sell my cars, uh, get rid of the house, get rid of all the all liabilities to, to bring down my my overhead. Yeah. And that's what I did. Sold everything. Then we was like, all right, we'll put everything in storage. I in the bro. I wish I can take this camera. I still got my furniture up here up above my studio. I'm in the yeah. studio right now. I put, my, I put my furniture in my uh in the above in the in the storage area in my studio yeah. and i stored all my furniture now we i was like this is what we got to do we got to sleep in the studio and um until we get this thing up my girl was down bro man i married her because of this bro because yeah. 
we was good, but bro, she was down, man. Like she yeah. was like, all right, baby, whatever you want to do, I'm here to support you. Man, I love her for that, you know. So that's so we awesome, did. We got a little though, trend. Uh, that's like that's hard. That's like that's yeah. the the literal definition of the ride or die. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, bro. that's that's not because something you gotta understand the contrast. What's that? Sorry, go ahead. You get you gotta understand the contrast. She had a Range Rover. Yeah. To to a Honda Civic. That's nothing wrong with a Honda Civic. I got a I got a I have a little uh Honda Civic and a um a Prius now. Nothing wrong with it, but I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to show you, trying to paint a picture that we was living really good. Yeah. You know, ste uh, steak and, uh, and lobsters every night to ramen noodles. And that's yeah. the truth, you know, and we slept on the, on the floor in here. And uh, it took a year to get this business up to me to break even. So I broke even in a year, but I still wasn't really making any income. So it took me like two years to, to kind of get back on my feet. But we starved, bro. We starved, you know, and it was the worst part of my life but it was also the best part of my life because it taught me that anything is possible man you put your mind to it and um you believe in yourself bro anything is possible i don't care i don't care what happens to you you know yeah. anything in life is possible there's no excuses in life there's zero i'm kind of curious i mean like not that it's off topic by any means but i'm kind of curious from your point of view you know like again like different industry somewhat for, for my end of things and starting my own business. And I know a lot of people go through this too. And I've had people ask me this, but for you, was there ever a point in time in that transition phase when you first started the studio where you're like, fuck, man, I don't know if I can do this. Like, can, like, can I put her through this? Like, I know I can do it, but can I put her through this? Like, was there any point in time in your head where that started going through your, through your mind? Bro, every day. Yeah. Every day, every day, man. And only reason that, only thing that kept me alive, what kept me going was, I'm not gonna lie. At the time, I hated them, bro. It was this, this pure hate in my heart, you know. And because, like I said, I never disrespected Hans. He went out of his way to like to try to erase me, mm -hmm. maliciously. Yeah. It wasn't. I, it wasn't like I didn't say, "Oh, fuck you, Hans." You yeah. know, "Fuck you, bitch." I'm leaving. No, I didn't say anything like that. I was like, "Bro, I just can't let you talk to me like this." Yeah. And I walked away peacefully. He went to the step that the extent of trying to erase me from my career, bro. And that's yeah. what he did. He, he actually did that, yeah. you know, and because he had the power to do that. And so the only thing that kept me going was the hate in my heart at the time. I was, just, I was, I hated them, man. I hate, I never hate anybody in my life. You know, you dislike people and people do bad things to you, but I hated this man. And yeah. I was like, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back on my feet. I ain't going to let this dude win. Yeah. You know, so that at the time I was like, dude, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna show him that I can do this. I can, I can, uh, I don't need him. I could be successful, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's the only thing that kept me going that hate. I used that hate as motivation until like, you know, and my girl, my girl, this every day she was like, babe, we got, you can do this. You, we've been on the bottom before yeah. we've been poor, you know? So like, I'm not saying we're, I want to be comfortable poor, but I know how to operate being poor, Yeah, you know? So you know, so, but the only thing that kept me going was the hate in my heart, but yeah. I, I don't hate him anymore. I don't hate the guy anymore, but I learned, I learned to forgive him, but yeah. I had so much hate, man. I wasn't, I wasn't a good person. I wasn't a good person because I was hurt. And at the same time, I just, I felt evil. I yeah. hated that man. I, hated him. I mean, I trust me. I, I definitely understand it because, because I've had situations in the past like that. It's, it's kind of a weird double-edged sword, right? Because you're like, 
you're super angry. You have this negative energy inside you. Like, I can't believe I let someone have that kind of power over me. And I still stayed loyal yeah. and he still ended up fucking me over no matter what. But you managed yes. to turn it into like that fuel. It's that fuel, that fire. Like, no, it's not going to happen like that. Like, I'm not going out like that. It's and that revenge is like success is the best revenge because like now you're to yes. the point, like you're back to, to working with fighters and you're back to sitting there. And, and I mean, the studio looks like it's doing amazing. Like the Killing photos it. and stuff, the, the creativity that's coming out there is just amazing. And you managed to not only do that, but I mean, it happened right before, right before COVID. So it's like really two years worth of like, ass kicking that you had yeah. to do to grind it out absolutely so we kind of uh like i said it, it it made me work hard grind it out you, you know you know got back on my feet and i just started making money in this business maybe a year and a half ago two years ago and it's my like real money i can go yeah. out and like, monster money like i was making money right, right you know right. so Got back to that, man. And when I started making money, it's like I forgot about everything, you know, and I didn't have the I forgave the guy and like my life is good. My my wife is okay, my mom and my family is good. I don't care about anything else, you know. Yeah. So that I'm good. I didn't even think of anything about it. Then okay, COVID comes. So COVID comes, and all of a sudden I'm closed for six months with no income. Yeah, you know, so I got lucky again, once again, got Smack back on the ass, you know. So, got lucky because I saved money of another six months uh, worth of expenses I had saved up in the bank yeah. again because I already been through that that uh, been through the bottom again, and yeah. I just repeated the process. We did the same thing with COVID, but the only thing I did was yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Only thing I did was COVID. COVID was a, a amazing lesson for me as well. It taught me that my business was I was too one dimensional in my business. I need yeah. to have multiple sources of income. So all these things that happen to us, bro, is this learning experiences. We have to take the the good out of these bad things and, and, and turn it into positive things and learn from them. That's all it is. Like I don't hate Hans anymore. I'm, I'm I'm grateful that you know what he did to me because it pushed me to be uncomfortable uh, and, and 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 do something I would never done. I would have never done. I would never built this. Now, yeah. bro, I have, a, I have a studio. I'm making good money. We're about to expand to another uh, another place. I don't have the answer to anybody. I'm my own boss. You don't bro, have to take boy. every gig that comes up. You can say no bro. to the shitty gigs. You're like, mm, I'm going to pass. <laughs> freedom, bro. And I was yeah. blackballed. Uh, check this story out, bro. Uh, so I was blackballed from the industry. And guess who shows up in my studio? What? The UFC champion. The Izzy. Izzy, Izzy, uh, uh, right. Izzy, yeah, comes yeah, Izzy came in. Yeah, and UFC he's got his own beef. He's like, you're the one that I want to work with. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't I didn't even like know him like that. He just he just come from another he came from another um another photographer. But bro, it was like checkmate. Now yeah. I'm like I'm blackball, but guess what? Izzy shows up. Out of time, uh Israel <laughs> yeah. So wait, so, so like I, I'm curious now then how did the conversation start where Izzy found out about what happened with you and Hans and now like obviously with everything that's going on with Izzy where he's like you too motherfucker you too <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I, I ain't gonna lie man I want to I don't want to speak on somebody uh other, oh no for sure I don't sure. want to you know what I mean but um yeah it's I will say this bro I, I don't want to bring him up and 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 uh put his business out there or anything yeah we yeah. didn't really go too deep into 
But okay. um, I will say this, and you know as well, that everybody in this industry knows what really goes on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I will say this too, man. And I don't want to be careful with my words because I don't have permission to talk to about none of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you prefer a really not, good guy, man. like if you yeah. feel safe for not saying it, that. I totally get it, dude. I totally get it. Trust me. I, I'm like, I, would, I would say this. I would, I would say this though. Izzy is a really good guy, bro. Yeah. Um, I've been around, I've kind of been around him a little bit, but that's my first time actually been around him, talking to him, and he he is morals, integrity. And he's built on a, he's built on a, built like a different, he's a bit different person. He's yeah. a, he just built, built right. Yeah. He has integrity, he has morals. Yeah. Money's not gonna, I don't know. I, ain't, I, was, I don't want to say anything. No, else. no, and listen, just, you're not saying anything that isn't already known though, like, cause that's the thing. I mean, there's, he talks about it all the time and anybody that, that knows Izzy or has been around him will say that like, he has his people's back every time. There's never any question about his loyalty or who he is as a person, like his coaches and stuff like that. Listen, like he has the power to go to any camp, to go anywhere. I mean, he he came here once and trained uh, with the Black Zillions when like the Black Zillions were surround. But he's he's New Zealand. He's New Zealand. He's yeah. there. He's got his coaches back. He could go train anywhere in the world. He could be the number one guy in the gym anywhere. But it, you know, he's going to 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 somewhere that's far away from everybody else. He trains with the same guys that go in and train jujitsu at night and stuff like that. So it's like, you can tell he's a solid person. Amazing person. And I know you don't know these people, but it's like, I've been around a lot of superstars. I've yeah. been around all of them, all of them, yeah. every last one of them. And he's one of them. he's a really solid dude, bro. I was yeah. blown away. Like, man, so respectful, good vibes, positive dude. Bro, I mean, I wish that the, the the casual fan will know these these people behind the cameras. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, bro, because you know you part you see him when he's fight mode, he pit bull mode, talking. But bro, I was like, man, this is a cool ass dude, bro. Like, yeah. that's, he could be my homie. He could be my homie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. I don't talk to too many people. I don't let I don't let too many people in my circle now at these day these times. But yeah. Izzy is really he's a real one. A real, yeah. real one. There's no, there's no flaw in that guy. Yeah, he's you not know, gonna so. bullshit you for for the PC, like and making sure he just covers his ass. He's legit, straightforward. Absolutely. You, you, you're seeing a raw, you know, a cool person. That's all it is. A real oh, that, person. That's dope, man. So now we come yeah. into what happened the other day, or what? It's about two weeks now, three weeks. With almost three weeks. Dominic Cruz coming out and calling out Hans the most PC way you could call somebody out um, and making the statement that he did. When you saw that statement, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Well, I would like to say I've been around Dominic Cruz and, and I've been around Hans and I've seen the way Hans treated Dominic Cruz. Mm. You know, um, I have been around I'm to my dinners with Hans and Dominic Cruz and and Dom is a Dom is a really good guy, man. And he dealt with he dealt with a lot, man. He dealt with a lot of this this clout and, and as as he was saying on the other interviews and and after the fight, I mean the, the guy just sucking him sucking him dry, man. Like sucking him clean, man. Like yeah. until it's like the same situation as me. Like bro, like is it you get to a point, man? Like you be like shit, man. Okay, like yeah, I got to do this or else. You know what I mean? Or I gotta post on your Instagram, or I gotta do all these stupid videos, or whatever it is, or else 
I got to wear your gloves or what else? You know what I mean? So it's like, you get to a point like, man, like, can it, I mean, can somebody do something about this? This is ridiculous. Yeah. You know? So when it happened, bro, I didn't even, I wasn't even watching the fights. I, I seen Dom's fight, you know, and I had, I'm busy in the studio. So I wasn't even watching them. Bro, my phone went nuts. My phone? Psh, calls, text messages, everything, every every type of uh, communication to uh, 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 communication, uh, Instagram, Twitter, bro, it was nuts. And I was like, damn, what? what's going on? What's going on? Bro, bro, dumb. Go watch, <laughs> go watch, dumb call. I'm dumb, I'm dumb. It was crazy. So I go on, I go on Twitter and, and see it. I'm like, oh shit, man. Dumb blew the lid, bro. Yeah. And uh, he blew the lid on it, man. And people don't understand. Everybody industry knows what goes on people knows yeah but the casual fan no they don't know what this guy's doing and dom came out think about the complexity of this though this guy comes back he's on two fight uh losing streak he he rather call this guy out you know then sent then 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 uh you know have his congratulate a congratulation speech you know he yeah. rather use that to call this guy out that's yeah. how bad it is man that's how bad it is. That's like, so, that's what I've been like, kind of, we've, we've gone into it uh, the last couple of podcasts just because everything happened, but I really wanted to wait until we had you on here because you have more of a firsthand experience with the ability to speak about it than most people. And, and I've alluded to it. I've mentioned it a few times and I've noticed that in the conversations, people are either on one side of the fence or the other. So there's the people that are, are going to say, well, why didn't they say anything before? But they don't understand the complexity, like you said, of this is someone hanging your livelihood over your head. You yes. had to sit there and bite the bullet and take the shit for three and a half years, four years, because you needed that paycheck to the point where I, I'm the, in the mindset that everyone's got a breaking point. You could have the strongest individual, but at one point you push them enough mentally or emotionally, physically, whatever, you're going to have that breaking point. Where I can't, I can't handle this anymore. You hit yours. Other people are willing yeah. to take more. And there, especially some fighters are maybe a lower tier where they're like, I need every dime that I can get because they know they might not end up hitting the, the championship belt. They might not get that headline fight. So that extra 10 grand is going to be money for them. Yes. The, Hanging that over people is going to sit there and clearly cloud your judgment over what's the right thing to do and what's right for my paycheck. And then you get what happened the other day with Rampage coming out and Rampage defending yes. Hans, which let me explain this from, from my point of view. I'll tell you guys. Absolutely. Rampage doesn't fight anymore. Rampage isn't going to be doing a team part two, right? He doesn't have a huge form of income that's going to come in. So whatever he can do to secure his income, he's going to do, even if it involves covering for Hans. Because I don't know Rampage personally. I'm sure he's a good person somewhere, somehow, whatever. I know, I know Rampage. But he's going to cover his fucking ass. He's going to cover his money. He's not stupid. Right. He's not dumb. Yeah. And uh, I would say this. Rampage is a really good guy, man. And I, yeah. I said this before. I'll never, I know, I know Rampage and he's, he's a really good guy. I won't say nothing bad about him, man. Yeah. Um, it, and I will say this, if I was in Rampage's shoes, I would do, I would have did the same thing. Right. A hundred percent. I would do it. 
But then you get like Michael Bisping. He came out. He's like, no, it's all fake. Fuck yeah, he does that. He does it. What does Michael Bisping care? He doesn't have to sit. Go ahead, go ahead. You got to understand. Just follow the money, bro. It's easy. That's that's all I'm going to tell you. Follow the money. Michael Bisping's boss, Michael Bisping can't profit. He's not profit off monster. He's not sponsored. So he has nothing, you know, hanging him. He has nothing pinning him down. He has, there's no politics there. Yeah. See, but you got to understand like the whole, the gamut of the, you got to hold the whole picture. Monster sponsors the UFC. So Monster gives UFC money. Yeah. Every boom, nice, nice paycheck. That's a major sponsor for UFC. Yeah. Monster is a major sponsor for uh for for um for Bellator. I don't know if they still sponsor Glory, Hidden Glory. Yeah. All these major organizations, they're they're giving them that's they're major sponsors for all these organizations. Yeah. Monster also sponsors the, the local gyms. So if it's you know Alliance MMA, all these other gyms that paycheck. Yeah. CSA, yeah. paycheck, 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 monthly paycheck. Yeah. Monthly, bro. And there's not that you many know? companies that are sitting there doing that or can afford to do it. Who's doing that? Yeah. Then on top of that, on top of that, Monster's getting either final fighters, the 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 t- uh, upper tier fighters, paycheck, yeah. monthly paycheck. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Like, listen, so, okay. Getting that that M logo on on cowboys like cowboy hat isn't cheap. Isn't gonna be cheap. He's no. getting paid. No, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know they take care of them. Monster give you extra money. Yeah. So a lot of these fighters, they live off that money. So when they go fight, that's extra money in their, you know, whatever they're gonna do with it. Because when you when you fight, uh, a, a nice percent of that money go to taxes, training camp, nutrition, nutrition, nutritionist, uh, nutrition. The old uh, bills that you couldn't pay throughout the whole camp that you like weren't fighting for the last year, like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Your, your your manager everything so you yeah. might you only probably go home with 40 percent of that money 50 percent if you're good if you're lucky yeah if you're lucky so yeah. When you have a, yeah so if you have a monster energy sponsoring you bro you're straight you're yeah. good bro you're good life is good because now why now why every all your bills is paid you got some some eating money you yeah. can go train without worrying about you know uh, uh paying your bills not without working so yeah. you don't need a job. You got that. You got a month. You got a monthly paycheck coming in. Yeah. You don't and need a job. They don't get it. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things we've gone over so many times. Like there, you got to look at it. A newer fighter maybe might be getting twenty and twenty, right? Twenty to show, twenty to win. All right, that yeah. goes to the manager. Like you said, you got all these bills to pay. They got to drive to and from the gym too. It's not paid for. The coaches get paid. Even like the coaches when they're cornered. This is how it works. If you're fighting and I'm cornering you. You're going to pay for my flight. If the, the, the UC doesn't cover for the one coach, you're going to bring out your other coach, your wrestling coach, or your jujitsu yeah. coach. That's coming out of your pocket. And then when I get there, you have to give me spending money. You got to pay for me yeah. to sit here and be here for the next week. So that comes out of your yeah. money. So now you're already giving me 200, 300 bucks for the next couple of days above everything else that you're going to give me once you finally get that check. Cause then I got to get 5%, 10, 15, whatever it is our contract is. So that money is yeah. big. It's big, big money. So there's a reason why it's split 50-50. I just it's still people don't get. That money that you were getting yeah. paid, that wasn't sponsorship money. That was your salary. That was your only form of income. So for you to take that jump is massive, massive. And, like, people still don't understand yes. from, uh, like, being blackballed, like, really means 
in our profession, in photography, especially at your level, I mean, it's hard enough already to go into a gym, right? It's difficult enough already. And then be the photographer that gets to go from gym to gym to gym, especially if they're rival gyms. Like you have to go to two fighters that are sponsored by the same person and you have to make sure that you're trusted enough that like, oh, he's not going to tell them what I'm doing. That takes a long time to build that, man. And now your sponsor's yep. telling you, no, you're not allowed to have him here. Man, there's no one that's going to be able to fight that battle. You're not. And, so, and, and I'm like, you, you, I'm a photographer. I'm nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I can say I'm nobody, but like, I don't have any power, bro. I'm just a little photographer. So yeah. you, do we, I expect these, these uh, fighters to be like, oh, man, Courtney, I'm going to sacrifice 10, 5, 10 grand, whatever I'm gonna making from Monster to be your friend. No, bro, that's yeah. selfish. I, mean, I wouldn't even man. want someone to do no. that. No, I said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So even like right now, leave a rampage and all these, all these fighters are coming out. Don't shit on these fighters. Cause you know, you understand the dynamic of the, of, of what's going on, bro. They have to, they, I can't say they have to, but it's wise for them to do that. It, yeah. I mean, it's a no brainer in a way. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, of course it's like, I mean, the only thing I would say is like, you gotta get to a point that money becomes more important than your uh, money's not more important than board morals and values. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not. And when you put money over that, then that's why you have corruption. That's you yeah. always gonna have a problem. But like, I mean, what's the the price tag for your soul? Exactly. And I sold my soul to the devil a lot for three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you know, so it is. It is what it is. I don't. I don't look down on them. I'm not. I, like I said, I'm my rampage. My boy, man, that's a yeah. real good dude. I'll never shit on him. Yeah. You know, I just, T.P. Dillashaw, I'm not shitting on him either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I love those people. The reason why I'm doing this is to create awareness for them because I know they can't speak. I know yeah. they can't speak, you know? And I, I even say this, like, every fighter's not getting ran over by Huns. Huns, Huns do like some of these dudes, and he'll take yeah. care of them, be cool with them. But, I mean, a lot of them are getting steamrolled for sure, you know? Yeah. So and it's, it is. It's just, funny because, like, you know, we were kind of talking about it before too. And I've said it in other podcasts, I've seen the text messages. I've seen the DMS where he's like, Hey bro, can you go and share this uh, photo for me? Can you go share that video and leave a comment on it for me? I've seen it. Like we yes. know that it's there. Like there's yes. know, the, the one argument that people, people keep making is like, well, show the text messages, show it. No, man, no one's going to do that. No one's going to sit there and do that. And someone asked me, I'm like, dude, I, I can't sit there and take, the trust that someone gave me to show me the text messages to prove a point to you. Cause now I'm being a bad friend. Like I'm willing to tell you, like to tell you the story without telling people like who it was. I mean, like with all the fighters that I know it's like, but dude, come on. Like it's out there. It's at one point or another, like he's going to slip up with the wrong person where they're going to be like, fuck this, like put it out there. But yeah. monster is a great company. Monster is a great company. I've never heard anybody bad. I've known a couple of people that worked for monster and they loved it. It's just this one guy. It's one guy. And people haven't been in that situation where there's someone is controlling. It's literally a little puppet master that thinks that they can make you dance whenever they, they ring the bell kind of thing. Yeah, man. And they don't understand. Like, Hans is like, bro, when he tell, when he's when he when he when he asks you to do something, shit. He's like, bro, you either gonna do it right now or there's gonna be problems, bro. Short short fused. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So you know what I mean? It's like, hey. You need to hey, post this for me. Boom. Okay. If you don't post that right now, oh, bro, good luck with that monster contract. 
Yeah. Good and that's all that he'll say. Contract. That's like, it's literally all he'll say is like, good luck with that monster contract. All right. You're not yeah. going to get your, your sponsor check next month. Just to let you know, like, it'll be, it'll be he, such a slight comment. Yeah. Yeah. In and out. Yep. Yeah. No more. Then, then all of a sudden, I mean, if you think about it as well, he got so much influence, right? So it's like, let's say you're not sponsored by monster. Yeah. Right. So cool. let's say I'm just, I'm just, uh, let's say I'm a, 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 a Muay Thai fighter. And, and and I I want to jump in the game, and and if I, I create a bad rap with Huns, he's giving them he's giving the UFC money, he's giving a Bellator money, he's giving all these other organizations money, bro. Come on now, I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Good luck getting in there those organizations. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be Good like, luck. you don't need that fighter unless you'd have to be again like an Izzy or a Kamaru or some or like Chandler kind of like level fighter or to like to bust your way in to fight through all that word like and look at that i mean bringing it up too even dana had to be careful about how he said it bro dana had to sit there and cover up the first time the first time where he's like yeah hans is a is a weird dude he's a goofy dude monster is great we love monster it's just this one guy and then as soon as dominic said that even joe rogan is like ah it's like get him the fuck off the mic like yeah (laughs) cut him cut Joe for cut. sure was like shit in his pants. Like, bro, they're telling me I got to cut you off. Like if they're making Joe sit there and say that for sure, it's pulling strings. My brother, follow the money. Look, yeah. look at the details. That's all you got to do, man. You, you we don't even got to talk about this. Just look at it, bro. It's, yeah. It tells the story, man. It's it too much money. Story. It's too much money. Too much money too at much a difficult money. time in our economy for, for something to happen. Cause that's Absolutely. really the sad part. That's really the sad part is that we know it like at the end of the day, nothing's going to come from all this stuff anyway. No. And that's why I tell people, I was like, dude, I'm just telling you my experiences. Yeah. This is not, this is not, this is not opinion. These are, yeah. this is, these are my experience. These are facts. Yeah. I'm not going to speak anything that's our opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? These are straight facts and, and you don't got to believe me or not. I'm just going to tell you what I experienced. Yeah. What all these other people are, are saying and you put, you put you put you you put your uh, uh your spin on it. And, yeah, you and, connect and, the dots. Go for it. You connect the dots. You connect yeah. the dots. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying nothing that's that that's not opinionated. I'm giving you one raw uncut of my experiences. That's all I'm doing. That's it. And it it, it tells everything. It tells you everything, bro. So have you and and Dominic kind of caught up after that whole night and like talked about stuff? No, no, not really. No, not yeah. really. Like, like I said, I don't really deal with too much, too many M- MMA fighters anymore. I mean, yeah. my business is, I know you miss I, I don't it. even work in the industry. I know you miss it. I do when I don't, bro. Like, you <laughs> know, I do. I'm, I miss the people. But like how you said, bro, it's, that's a hard job, man. That's, yeah. that's a grind. That's a hustle, you know? And then, and I was traveling so much, man. It was just, it became redundant going to the same places yeah. and traveling like weekly, you know? Good luck with birthdays. Good luck, uh, you know, relationships. Relationships. You know, you're on the road every week. You know what I mean? So, there's it, like, it, bro, is yeah. There's there's so much sweat that you can be standing around or wipe off your camera until you're like, man, I'm so over this. I'm so over this. <laughs> How many pools of sweat you've had to stand because you know it's gonna be a dope photo <laughs> from someone about to get rocked. You're like, oh, I'm gonna wash my feet twice as soon as I get home. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Go ask any uh any professional like photographer and ask them like, man, do you love this? I mean, I I met all of them, bro. I know all of them. They be like, oh man, dude, not another fight. They're like, oh, 
they love it, but it's like it's a hustle. It's like yeah. how you said, man. It's a grind, bro. I listen. Oh, I mean, I loved it. You know? I loved it, but it's it's funny. Like, like I said, I mean, I've been a fan of yours for forever, and it's one of those things that like I I try to learn by watching and seeing what guys like you and James and everybody does. So it's, I kind of came to that epiphany myself like a couple of years ago. It's like, man, I'm not gonna be able to be 50 years old running around taking photos of fighters. I'm not going to be able to be 50 years old going around and chasing bands for money and going on tours and stuff like that. I love it. I love it. I love the, the, you know, the crazy travel stories and the crazy shit you saw at two o'clock in the morning and walking back to the hotel and all that stuff. Like those are stories you're never going to forget, but it's like, never do, do I really want to be 45 and deal with this bullshit every week, every, every Friday after sparring, I got to answer the text. Hey bro, like send me the photos, man. You're the best. Like, yeah, send me the photos as soon as you can. I'd love to post it. Like my man. No, bro. No, you no, got gonna... no photos. No, it ain't no waiting. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Soon, soon, soon as you take that photo, boom. It sent to me right now. Come on, come on, amen. Man, oh, no, what's the best? Right now, bro, what's it. the best? Because they don't want to wait. So what do you do? It's like, oh, bro, bro, just show me, just show me the camera, and I'll take a photo with my phone. Like, no, bro, this is art. <laughs> I know you want your photo, but I'm not gonna let you take a screenshot with your phone of my screen, LCD screen. That's not even HD. Like now, you're just kissing my <laughs> yeah. ass. Like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> then, then you tag me in the photo, the shitty photo that you put. Like, that ain't mine. <laughs> Fuck that. That ain't my photo. <laughs> this is my camera <laughs> screen. That's not my photo. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. all this stuff is going out now. You're you're really getting a chance to um, to get your voice out there and be heard. You're working with some fighters and stuff again. Obviously, you're not shooting the fights and stuff like that. You're you're really kind of pushing the studio. What's it feel like, or what goes through your head now that it pretty much came full circle? You've been vindicated. Well, is this? Uh, it's not really about me anymore. I tell you the truth. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm good. Like my the business is doing good, you know. But I still have this on my heart, man. Like, I, like, like I don't, I don't hate Hans anymore. But I know what these people are going through because I've been in those situations and I've seen them. I've seen how the way he treated these these fighters. And when Dom, when Dom came out, I felt it, man. I felt it. I felt that in my soul, bro. Yeah. And. And I feel like if I don't say anything, man, I gotta live with this. Like I'm the type of person, man. I'm emotional, man. I got I, I got feelings, you know, man. Like, yeah. like I feel bad, man. I it I, it feels like it, it don't it don't feel right if I don't say anything. Yeah. So and I knew fighters not gonna come out. I know these fighters are not gonna come out. So when Dom kind of said his thing, I said I gotta support him. I have to support him because I can't be affected anyway. I don't make money in MMA. I don't need MMA. I don't need monster. I'm already yeah. successful. My business is good. I make money. So yeah. I'm not getting anything back from this, but I just want to be able to create some type of awareness so people will know what's going on. Because yes, they probably they probably know what's they probably getting these pirates probably be getting treated bad, but I can I can speak for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's my goal, man. My goal is that you know what I mean. Like like I say, I don't want nothing in return. I don't want no fame or anything. I just want people to listen to what I'm saying and have your own opinion on it. You yeah. don't listen to me. This make. Listen to me, and like I'm sorry, you gotta listen to me, but <laughs> have your own opinion on it. And like yeah. you don't have to believe me, just just be logical, bro. Like look at look what's going on. Everybody yeah. is saying this now. It's not only me, you know. So so I feel like I'm like the wild card. Like yeah. I can't be affected in any way. Like monster can't control me. The UFC can't control me. 
But yeah. guess what? I'm my own independent independent person. Listen to my story. This is what I this is what happened to me. Spread around to your friends and have your own, then just formulate your own opinion. So if whether, Monster whether reached, right if Monster reached out to you now, say, hey, we want you to do a photo shoot with like XYZ fighter and stuff, without dealing with Hans, without dealing with Hans, you wouldn't do it? No, sir. I I would do it for my with my company and I'll hire another photographer to shoot it. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, listen, no. I don't blame you. I mean, I don't blame you. It's just curious. It's like it's one of those things. Like, yeah, it's like that comes down where now you can finally stick to your principles. Be like, no, yes. like you gave you put your time in. Like you don't need to deal with that bullshit anymore. Not even that. It is. I'm over it now. I'm over for photography. I don't even shoot anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you don't shoot like, like at, a, all, at all? Maybe a little bit. I mean, I did one. I actually did one like part a couple months ago, but um, I'm not inspired to pick up the camera anymore like I used to. Come on, to. bro. Who am I I'm... supposed to rip off now? <laughs> Who am I like... supposed to bite my style off now? Come on, bro. <laughs> and you got, there's a lot of good photographers. Will Fox, man, all those guys, you know. Uh, Listen. There's a lot of photographers out there. You you need an you intern. Know? You let me know. Uh, you could, like, I'll bro, go over man. there. You teach me. It's funny. I, I was actually looking... A couple of years ago, I was looking to move to San Diego. And then my buddy, actually, he's out in the Navy over there. He's like, hey, man, I got an extra room, like no rent or nothing. Like, you just come here and crash here for free. I'm like, oh, fuck. Dude, I might have to go to you San Diego. Come? Huh? You didn't come? You didn't come? Man, you guys are all closed. This is Florida. We don't give a shit over here. There's like, we've been open since last year. We've been open since April. I've been training. Like, it's not on lockdown. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm trying to make money, too, man. Come on. Okay. Oh, that makes sense then. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you don't but like I mean, it. Yeah, no, sure. I honestly, years ago, I wanted to move to San Diego. I went out there for for a marketing thing, and I was just, I loved it. It's so beautiful out there. It's just perfect, yeah. like, in every way. Only thing that's killing me is the is the gas price. Everything else was dope. That too. That too. We're still closed. We're still, we're partially closed still. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So, so what's the, what's the uh, procedure now, like, over there? What, what are you guys at with the lockdown and everything? I think I think we're on red tier now. I think what they just just changed it. So now like people are actually going back inside the restaurants and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I can only still have like only a certain amount of people in the studio still. You know, lo, no large gatherings that yeah. still gotta wear masks. You know, so it's still bullshit, man. But if you got you know, like it you is, have the the rat neighbors, the ones that are quick to rat you out. Bro, I'm so lucky. I'm my where my studio is at. I'm in the cut. Yeah, like bro, you you won't even you won't even know I'm back here. You know, so we do anything, bro. I have total freedom. <laughs> no, don't say that. Bit, don't I'm say it on the radio. Don't say that on here. You don't like he's oh, he's yeah. following all procedures strictly by law. Oh, I Everything, am. Everything's top notch over there. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh, I am because I still gotta be responsible because I still follow all the procedures because the last thing I need is somebody to say, oh, I got you know I caught COVID at Handle Studios. You know, so. You know, I, I'm still on my on my on my on my point yeah. still. You know, so, that's good, man. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like I said, dude, it's yeah. um, you've been an inspiration for me. Like I said, uh, all jokes aside, like about like biting style and stuff. Like like I said, guys like you, James and and Ryan, like for me, actually have been a big big inspiration and a big kind of guiding image for for me to follow as far as like i said like my photography and like what i do and stuff like that so it's if anything regardless of all the other like bullshit that happens like i just want to say like thank you for for you doing you and and you know inspiring guys like me and who knows how many other wannabe photographers 
to go and and take photos and stuff like that of fight man so I, I really appreciate you doing you bro then you know i hope that you keep on or at least you go back and get some other like photos and stuff and you know never hesitate to express yourself like that yeah man i like i appreciate you appreciate the love man and um like I say, I learned from these, I was inspired by the other, uh, other people, you know, James Law, Ryan Local, and Eric Williams. So um, if I can help you anyway, man, I'm here, you know what I mean? Cause I want to pass that down that love because- No, man, like I said, you need an intern, bro. You let me know if you need an intern. I got, I already got an apartment out in San Diego. I'll go out there, start interning next week. You just let me know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not inspired to even pick up that camera no more, man. Like, That's right, dude. I love, you clear, I, listen, you're I, a, a successful person obviously business-wise and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure we could sit down and do a whole other podcast just talking about just the mindset of everything and, you know, approaching business, especially through like super hard times, man. Something like that, what you've been through, man. If you don't right. write a book about it, like I'd, I'd be disappointed in it. That's a hundred percent something that you need to write down. Like I was going to say, you ever see the book or, or read the book, uh, the power of broke. I think it's demon uh, dash. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I actually haven't read it. I, li I listened to that um, the the audio. Yeah, the audio no. version. Dude, like yeah. that's a hundred percent. That was like a big thing for me because obviously this this isn't about me. It's about you. I could tell you like my part of stuff, but that that switch that you have to make. People that have never had to grind like that, it's not a switch that's easy to do. Some people have it, some people don't. But to make that switch of like, doesn't matter. I I come from no money, and I can yeah. go back to it. But man, you know, it is, it just, it teaches you. Experience comes the best teacher, man. And um, I'm so grateful for all the adversity, all the bad things. Why you, why you're in that transition? It sucks, man. It's the worst thing I ever experienced. Like seriously, with this thing with Hun, it's the, it's traumatizing. I might need, I probably need freaking counseling. Seriously, like I don't, it's traumatizing. I, 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 I <laughs> believe it for sure. I mean, like it's, it's being careful with how I, I word it. Um, it's a hundred percent a type of psychological warfare tactics. Um, yes, it's super He's easy. Like, yeah, like uh, if you ever heard the or read the book um, "48 Laws of Power." Yes, like yeah, dude. There's, it's like you could sit there and count like more than half the 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 rules and laws like in the books. Like, yep, he did that. Yep, he did that for sure. He did that. Like, you, you know what's funny? I, and why you bring that up? It's funny because that's how i cut that's how i stayed around so long if you if you look now you will it will be you will, it's hard to find somebody who will work with hunts directly because yeah. it's hard to work with yeah. and the one of the principles i learned in 48 laws of power was never outshine the master that's yeah. what it and that's what i did yeah i made everything about him you know you know you know I, all the attention goes to him and that's how i i think i survived so long yeah. And that was one of the main principles from yeah. 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, so you're 100% right. Yep. Yeah, so that's the same one that I was thinking about. It's like never outshine the master. It's it's one of those things. It's, if I can tell anybody, if you want a book to read, to learn how to start your career or maneuver into your career and how, like whether if you're interning or if you got that first big job, 100%, you, you want to read that book. Because even if you're not that person, it's going to help you guide your way through those crazy corporate conversations or one-on-ones with those power hungry dudes and stuff like that. Yeah. hundred percent. It's the book to read. Yes. Powerful book, powerful book, bro. So yeah. Art of, Art of war, all those books. Yeah. 
So my question to you is yeah. for anybody else that might be going through some kind of similar situation, whether it's obviously someone hanging over you, kind of like telling you what to do or whether struggling through going a big transition in life, um, you know, where it feels like all the stuff that you work for just got swept out from under the rug. Like it's all done for me. Like from your experiences, what's some advice that you could give to, to somebody else that might be going through the same thing? Believe in yourself. That's one thing I will say. I, t I tell this story all the time. Like that's one thing I learned from these fighters, like the Conor McGregor's, <clears throat> the, the John Joneses. And the reason why I'm, I'm naming these big names, because from my experiences of being around these people, you like Doms and the, the Dominic Cruises, they got something different from, you know, you know, that I, from the ordinary fighter. And the reason why I feel like they're successful, of course, they're talented what they do, but they believe in themselves on a different level, bro. Like, Bro, you, if you're around these people, man, they're like, like I, I call them aliens because they're, they stand out so much because it's the belief, the belief within themselves is just, bro, Conor McGregor, bro, when you run Conor McGregor, bro, you can feel the energy. You can feel yeah. like the, the confidence within, within themselves. So if you have that confidence and you have the belief uh, uh, within yourself and you believe in yourself, bro, there's nothing can stop you. There is nothing can stop you. And I learned that through these transitions and, and all this adversity that I've been through. There's nothing can stop me, bro. I don't care what it is. If I want to walk on water, I'll fucking find a way to walk on water, bro. I will find a way. Yeah. If I want to go to the moon, I'll find a way to, to go to the moon. There's nothing can stop you, but only yourself, man. And that's the truth. So now, like, once you go through these bad times, it, it's like, it teaches you. It's like you, okay, I've been through that. Cool. All right. I survived that. Okay, well, this happened. So I survived that. So it is the the more bad shit that goes that happens to you, it is give you more more confidence and more confidence and more confidence and more confidence. I don't care what happens in your life. I don't care. You become homeless. You become a crackhead. Whatever it is, you always there'll always be another day, and you always you survive that. You know what I mean? There's it's like life is meant to be. You're meant to to succeed in life. That's why I feel like everything that happened to me. You know, bad credit, whatever it is, it everything like I survived all that. I survived everything. Like, just believe within yourself, man. Believe in yourself and keep working hard. Find a plan of what you want to do. Uh, uh, sit down and figure out what you want to do with your life, and and just find a plan and, and and just work hard. Believe in yourself. But the reason why I'm saying it over and over and over because to me that was the biggest thing that helped me out. That belief within myself, bro. That was it, bro. Like every day I sat down and I'd be like, hey, I can do this. I can do this. I'm not gonna let this dude get me. Every day, bro, it was it was the worst thing I'm having to me in my life. I'm almost I'm about to be turned 40 years old. And that transition with Hans was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. You yeah. know, and nothing can stop me now, bro. I swear to you. I'm about to build another studio, the biggest studio in San Diego. Nothing what? can stop, me, bro. Yes. Bro, that's yes. insane. One's the one's uh grand. opening, one's grand opening. Six months. Six months. Oh, bro, count me in. I'll I'll make it out there. But my point is, bro. I'm a freaking savage now, bro. I'm a savage. That's dope. I mean, it's not cocky. It's belief within myself. I could do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100% credibility. You know what I mean? Uh, accountable to myself. Like, be real with myself and believe in myself. That's the biggest thing. This biggest thing. Confidence and belief in yourself. You no, know, man. So. That's awesome, That's dude. I appreciate thing. it. And, and listen, man, I'm, 
I'm super like happy for you that you know you managed to to fight through everything. You're you're a talented uh, dude, and obviously you have an amazing wife that had your back through uh, through some really dark times, and that's really awesome that you know you did it for her, you did it for your family. So it's uh, but I think. I think you might be surprised how many people like you're actually inspiring through through everything that's going on and you know and sharing your story like that. So I really appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing it, man. And like I said, dude, for real, let me know uh, about the uh, the grand opening. I definitely want to come out at least uh, help celebrate for you. Uh, that's hard work, dude. That's I mean, definitely something you got to support out there nowadays. Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the love. I appreciate you having me on uh, on this show. You know, what I mean, spreading the message. Like I said, I don't want anything in return. A lot of people hit me up in my DMs trying to send me money because they think I'm homeless still, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Well, they're just now catching um, up to the story. Know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, I don't want any money for anything. We're good. Everything's good. My life is good. You know, I'm, I'm blessed. You know, I just want people to create awareness and um, help change the situation, man. I don't want nothing in return. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to get this off my conscience and, and help out, you know what I mean? Because you gotta you gotta give back and do something bigger than your bigger than yourself. You know what I mean? Like it has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Of course I want to tell my story so you can hear it, but I want things to change. I want yeah. things to change. Because what's really going on, like you know, what's really going going on behind these scenes is it's evil. Yeah. It's evil, man. It's not right. It's not right. And no, it breaks for my sure. heart, it's, man. It breaks my heart. If it's not like pretty borderline illegal on, on certain aspects for sure. I mean, it's just manipulation. To, there's no other word for it and i i think that i i agree with you in some points that probably nothing is going to happen from it just because the amount of money that we're talking about at the end of the day listen monster as a whole i'm sure there's a lot of great people working there they're just dealing with this one guy but the the truth of the matter is if at any point they admitted to any of this the amount of lawsuits that would come from all the fighters that are having to deal with would bring the company down easily. And then that means the UFC would have to be complicit with it because Dana knew about it and didn't do anything and let the fighters still get handled. So it's one of those things. It's like, it sucks, but I would rather, like you said, help try and change things and show fighters that listen, you don't have to deal with anybody's bullshit. And there's a million different ways you can get that money back that you might lose from the contract. There's somebody else and you can start your own company you can start your own clothing line. You can go start your own damn energy drink if you really wanted to, if you played your card right. It's easy. Connor has started up his own damn whiskey company, you know? So yeah. It, yeah. it's all doable, man. But listen, either way, like I said, uh, I'm really thankful that you you took the time. And, and as much as I really wanted to to get you on the podcast to, to talk about your story and what happened, um, a selfish part of me was really just to be able to sit there and tell you like face-to-face that I'm – I'm grateful for you doing what you do because it has inspired me in a, in a lot of ways, like in my photography, like I said, and same with like local local was a big, um, a big, big factor to get me to where I'm at it with my stuff. Um, you know, now with like, even with this podcast and things like that, there's a reason why I went and I bought that and I have it here. Um, yeah. So either way, man, thank you very much. And like I said, if you ever need anything, if you're here, dude, if you come uh, to Florida for anything, man, just let me know. Even if you need someone to, to hold a freaking tripod for you dude uh, uh, i got your back man no problem for sure and that's what i love man see spreading love and that's what i think it should be you know and these fighters they don't have a voice but these are amazing people they're really cool people 
And I, that's that's what I love, man. I love spreading love and 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 helping out others, man. And like I say, I appreciate you for even having me on here, you know, and, and taking your time to to talk about this and create that awareness and. Um, and if I can do anything, bro, I'm here, bro. And no, I'm, man. I'm just here. like I said, dude, you you've uh, you've inspired me enough already. You've done enough for me already, and and I appreciate it. But I also want to make sure everybody go check out uh, Courtney Hendo on Instagram. Make sure you check out Hendo Studios on Instagram and Facebook. Go give them a follow. Check out all the amazing work. You got a a, a good couple of photographers in there too. How many photographers do you have working for you? So no, I don't have any photographer. I have a couple that I subcontract out. You know, yeah. a, a, like two, but just renting just out the studio. studio. You you rent out that studio a lot. Yeah, but re, as we're talking, we have people in here right now. You know, what yeah. I mean? so it's it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. Being your own boss is freedom. Yeah, I, I encourage everybody to do that, man. It's a That's lot of work, awesome. but bro, yeah. you're your own boss, man. It's a beautiful do thing. Anything you want. That's awesome. Absolutely. And don't forget to check out the Hendo podcast. Um, it's an awesome <laughs> podcast. Um, go check it out. Go hit up Corny. Go check out all his awesome work. Even the the old. I'm pretty sure I have the the cover that you did with all like the top heavyweights or whatever it was. I think I have that somewhere. So yeah, for sure. But yeah. Corny, thank you very much for doing this, man. I really, really appreciate. It. Like I said, if you need anything, dude, just let me know anytime. Uh, I got your back, and I don't give a shit about any kind of sponsors or anything like that, man. I'm more about doing the right thing more than anything. Now nah, don't mess up your money, bro. Don't mess up I, your money. But um, I'm broke already. I'm I got, I got nothing man. to worry about. <laughs> I got nothing to worry about. I've been there. I'm good to go, man. But listen, bro, I'll let you go, man. I appreciate you giving me some of your free time, man. Uh, and like I said, dude, you're you're an awesome guy, man. You deserve all the positive things coming at you. And I'm looking forward to seeing the the new studio. All right, my brother. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, bro. Take care, man. Have a good rest of the weekend. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Big shout out to Courtney. Uh, big, big thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm really thankful that you managed to fight through all the struggles and be as successful as you are now and as, as successful as you're going to be. Um, you know, uh, like I said on the podcast, the dude is super inspirational. He's a hard worker, man. He's a grinder and he knows all the stuff that's going on there. It's one of those few people that I can have the conversations with that. I know he knows, and he knows I know. Um, obviously, there's a lot of details that we couldn't go over uh, on the podcast just out of respect for the people involved. Um, you've heard me talking about it um, the last couple of weeks on the podcast in regards to you know text messages that I've seen involving uh, certain fighters and and uh, and people as far as you know the the things that were that were shared. Um, and the stuff that this guy's done. Um, again, these are our opinions. You know, it's up to you to make up your mind on the kind of person uh, this uh, individual is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up getting a lawsuit. And if I end up getting a lawsuit, I'll go ahead and talk about everything here on the podcast. I, I don't care. Um, you know, I, I'm the kind of person that I'd rather uh, go out there and defend people. And if someone's being wronged, then, you know, they have every right to go and defend themselves and no one should be struggling to um, make ends meet or be afraid to speak out for themselves um, in fear of not being able to, you know, keep a roof over their head. Um, that's not about that. So, you know, we don't do any here, but either way, big thank you to Courtney Hendo for coming on. Uh, I wish Sean could have been here. Um, he just had his own stuff that he had uh, to deal with last minute today. So he'll be back next week. Don't worry. 
my big old teddy bear is going to be back. Um, thank you all. Please don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Hit the YouTube uh, subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Prime. We're everywhere. Subscribe if you like it. We hope that you like it. If you don't, it's cool. I get it. You know, everybody's got their own thing. That's all right. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitch, man. We've been having a blast on Twitch. Like I said, we did a charity stream the other day. Love hanging out with everybody. We make so many new friends almost every week. The Twitch community has been so supportive of our podcast and our Twitch stream and stuff like that. I mean, I've met some amazing people. Uh, Goddess, uh, Pepper, Captain Hank, Woodrow Jenkins. They're all awesome people. And, and you know, they're friends of ours and they support the podcast. So big shout out to them for all they've done to uh, to help the Twitch community and to help us out. None of them do jujitsu but they like what we do and you know, we like what they do. So a big shout out to all of them. A big thank you to all of them guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us next week. We'll catch you next week. Peace.